0: From the Naked News studios in Toronto, Canada, you're listening to Talk Naked. It's so exciting and unpredictable how many twists and turns our life can take. Passions change and evolve, which mean we constantly set our sights for new directions in life. Porn starlet Avery Jane started life as a dedicated ballerina, pushing her body to its physical limits, training in the pursuit of perfection but it was a different kind of bodily expression that called to her after years in the dance world. She became a pole dancer, a cam model, and quickly one of the most buzzed-about newcomers to porn. I enjoyed this opportunity to learn more about her life and career, and I'm certain that you will too. And as you're listening to this one, folks, know that we both had this talk naked. and welcome to The Schmooze. I'm Laura Desiree and you are in such luck today because in the hot seat, joining me up close and personal is the sensational adult performer, Avery Jane. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm so wonderful. Uh, You know, researching you has been so much fun because I go to your website, and the first thing that opens up on my phone is a video of you and the legendary King Noir. I mean, we love King Noir on Naked News. What a fabulous intro to you.
1: Hey, I'm glad. I'm a big fan of his, love working with him.
0: Oh yeah, you could tell, you know, there was a very sincere chemistry happening there. And I thought, this is exactly what I like in content. You know, I want to see that.
1: Yeah, it's a big thing for me. What's that? That's a big thing for me, that uh, that like genuine connect with the people I try to work with. So,
0: and he also has a big thing. So, you know,
1: so nice. Have you seen the dildo? Have you seen yes. the dildo mold? Yes. If
0: if anyone was destined to mold their their dick into a dildo for the rest of us to enjoy, it was King Noir. Truly, truly. truly. <laughs> I love it so much. So Avery for all of our viewers that uh, are curious to know a little bit about your legacy in the adult industry and the kinds of content you make, please give us that introduction.
1: Um, well, I have been producing content for almost 2 years now. We're coming up on the 2 year mark I think in November. Wow. Um, I started out independently just an independent content creator um, you know, making my own stuff, building my own, you know, store of stuff to sell. Um, my main focus, I guess like my niche is, uh, like hardcore anal, yeah. um, and just like hardcore in general, <laughs> um, which I forget sometimes, sometimes I'm just like going through life, you know, and like just doing what I do. And I forget that it's a little jarring for people sometimes, but, um, you know I, I like to do like the hardcore stuff group stuff gangbangs uh you know anal the double anal the double penetration like all the wild stuff um stuff involving lots of different bodily fluids
0: but uh, <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah you and that's, that's you know that's a huge huge genre these days that's a massive point of interest for people searching for content
1: yeah it's it surprised me how much people love like water sports and love like messy like puke bjs and um you know since I do a lot of anal my biggest request is uh scat which you know technically you're not supposed to produce it it's illegal to produce uh so I haven't done it yet because I'm still trying to figure that out but lots of uh requests for that
0: well yeah and i mean if it's a sincere passion of yours can anyone really get on you for it no we should be you know it's it's a sincere passion
1: that's how i feel i know there's like the obscenity laws or whatever but i'm like who are these lawmakers to decide like what's obscene if i want to make something with poop and there are people who want to buy that content because they enjoy that and everyone's enjoying it and like
0: no one's getting hurt, cool yeah i mean yeah we'll see we'll see how that venture develops but what i'm curious about right now is how do you make the leap from independent content creation uh to say yeah i want to make actual i want to make porn i want to work with other people you know i want to be on productions what was that deciding factor for you
1: um well i mean i kind of do I have, like, decent production value with the content I make. Like, you know, I'll get cameramen and, like, we'll have a whole set and stuff like that. So, I'm kind of used to, like, maintaining and running my own sets. But um, I just recently, you know, made the jump to um, trying to enter more of a mainstream space. I uh, just recently signed with an agency. Yes. So, yeah. I just signed with OC Modeling. Uh, about like a week or so ago. So yeah, we're making the jump. We're finally making the jump. Cause you know, for the longest I was producing content and now I'm on that wave of like, okay, it's kind of hard to do everything by myself at once. So, you know, I tried to apply to different agencies and was like, it'd be great to have that, you know that sector finding gigs for me and like booking me for shoots and trying to get more exposure and trying to go a little bit more mainstream while still producing my own stuff. Um, so it's interesting. It's interesting, like, you know, being on sets versus me just meeting up with somebody and filming something, you know? Right.
0: So, uh... It's so, it's so interesting to hear of uh, the value of working with an agent in the industry today because so many people, you hear about performers saying, we don't need them anymore. We do our own shit. But I, I, I see that when the volume of work and the demand gets to a point, you do need that support from somebody.
1: Exactly. And, um, you know, the biggest thing with the agencies is the connect, you know, the agencies have connections to all of the producers and the studios and, you know, the big names that I wouldn't necessarily have. So, yeah, I can do it myself. But when it's just me, myself, you know, sending messages to people on Twitter, you know, like, hi, I hope you notice this message and see of all the other messages you're getting, Um, you know, please book me. I know you have no idea who I am whatsoever. And like, this requires you to take the time to actually like look into me and go look at my stuff. Like, which, who knows if you're gonna do, cause you're busy shooting pornos all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, okay, I could hustle and bustle and try to do it myself and just like keep my fingers crossed. And you know, I've been doing that for a while. Um, but you know, the second I signed with the agency and started to get that exposure, I noticed, I noticed the difference. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why they are who they are. Right. It's it's a very uh, a very necessary part of any entertainment industry, you know, whether it's adult entertainment or just the general Hollywood mainstream. Those people do serve a purpose. Exactly. So, Avery, uh, talk to me about launching into this world being so hardcore. I mean, is there ever Uh, a fear of this becoming a runaway train. I I mean, you know, usually people say, I'm I'm building up to doing my anal stuff. I'm going to do that outrageous content as I start feeling more comfortable with it. Do you have a a certain boundary that you're saying I won't ever cross over in regards to the kinds of content I make?
1: Not so much. Um, I mean, that's I'm pretty much open to, like, making most types of content, and I kind of just, like, jumped straight into it like my very first scene was an anal scene you know I have several of my own like self-produced like gang bangs and like hardcore stuff like that so I kind of like took that leap way back when from the start and was like okay so I'm gonna own this I'm gonna have all this stuff on my store if you want to see like my first gang bangs like my first everything like I own that that's for me go find that now it's kind of like I've created my own brand already, so now I'm coming to you know these other studios and um, you know mainstream sector kind of just like, hey, this is who I am already. This is what I have to offer. This is what I've already like created and done, and this is the brand I've made for myself. Take it or leave it, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I've been told a lot recently that um, I'm kind of filling a niche because there's not too too many um black female performers who do hardcore um you know which i've noticed here and there so i'm kind of like you know hoping that people kind of see that and like oh we do need that like that fills something that's missing yeah
0: i I, i'd love to know what your self-care is uh both physically and mentally being a hardcore performer
1: um trying to think i mean a big thing for me is uh I like to make sure that I have like, you know, intimate sexual encounters off camera just to Mm -hmm. kind of make sure everything's not always like got to catch this, got to get this, got to film this all the time. You know, I got to make sure I carve out time for like play and not just always turning play into work. Um, And then as far as like mental health, uh, it does a lot of good taking a day or two off from social media Cause you know, we're on it all the time. We have to be, um, so like taking a day or two off and just like, I'm not going to check that today. or I'm not going to answer any messages today or, you know, just kind of carving out a day a week of like, I'm not doing anything today. No work, no shoots, no content. I'm just going to chill. You know, I'm going to cook something and eat and hang out and watch Grey's Anatomy all day. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. that is such important self-care. Yeah, I'm just doing it earlier today. I'm not going to lie. OK, I was sitting down watching a German version of Netflix's Sing On, which is a stupid karaoke contest. Who cares? It's garbage, but we need to have that time.
1: Exactly. Super yeah. important. star TV is crucial.
0: Yeah, so, so valuable. And, you know, when we talk about Presenting hardcore content, listen, we all know that porn should never be sex education. Never, ever, ever. It's not meant to be that. No one is is trying to uh, put it out there to be an educational piece of material. But when you are dealing with content that is more hardcore, that may depict some more intense visuals or intense acts, do you yourself as the performer feel that there's any kind of responsibility in, in how you present it? Uh, Do you do you think that capturing the consent moment or uh, even putting a disclaimer on that kind of content is essential? Or do you just say, you know what, people should understand that this is all for entertainment purposes only. And obviously all that's been done.
1: Right. Um, I'm kind of like middle ground with it because I don't I don't think porn is supposed to be educational. I think it's more so entertainment. But we're in this like weird realm where now you have so many content creators coming out where it's not just like, oh, this is like, you know, filmed acting on a studio where they're like, okay, like, give me two more seconds of that. Ah, ah, and open up to camera. You know, it's a lot of real fucking and like real interactions. Um, And so a lot of my content is like that. And since it is very real and my fans kind of see that like, oh, you know, this isn't produced in the studio. This is literally just her on a Tuesday night, like doing hardcore shit. I'll try to kind of like incorporate educational pieces within the content. Um, Like for instance, recently I uh, did a fisting video where it was someone's first time fisting an asshole, you know? And so we caught it on video where I was explaining to her, okay, so you want to start like this and, you know, kind of ease into it like this. And so that's all on video. And I'm like, it's hot, it's nasty. People are like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" But then also there's that grounded part of it where it's like, "Oh, she's explaining how to do it safely." And I'm watching in real time her teach someone. So, I'm hoping that kind of helps people. Um, I'll usually like put a disclaimer too on the really hardcore stuff like, "Caution. This video is not for the faint of heart." Like it's kind a wild. Please don't don't even look at it if you don't like this kind of stuff. Like just please, I'm warning you. <laughs> um, You know, and then every time I'm shot with uh, King Noir and Royal Fetish Films, for instance, we start every shoot with a consent talk Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, state your boundaries, state what you want. What are you looking forward to out of this shoot? And the shoots always end with a video of, you know, so how did that go for you? Do you feel your consent was crossed in any way? Did you enjoy it? Um, And so I really like that. And I'm trying to incorporate more of that into my stuff, too, where there is like, you know, a beginning part of the video where it's kind of like, oh, this is what everyone's into, and this is what everyone likes, So you know, this is what we're going to be doing, or, mm. you know. Um, oh, I recently participated in face punching. I've met a girl who her fetish is face pain. So she likes to get hit in the face, like slapped, punched, bruised up. Wow. Um, but, you know, even that, when we shot that content, The whole video starts with her explaining to us you know okay so you want to avoid this part of the face avoid this avoid this you want to aim just right here you know and it was very nice to be educated in that way because you know i've never punched anyone in the face before (laughs) you know whether it be for fun or for
0: not fun (laughs) And, and, Um, and, and, and yeah and i think that you know having that conversation and listening to the person's uh limits within that kind of play major totally major but but Mm. aftercare is something that you hear about in this kind of play uh you know a a a wind down between all of those involved Uh, what kind of aftercare do you like to do how do you like to come out of that trance of hardcore play
1: um i mean usually right after that's when i like to um like eat a big meal or like a fatty meal because I do a lot of anal so I don't really like diet for it or anything but just every now and then it's kind of hard on your body because you have to clean out so much so usually like after a hardcore session like my first thing is I like milkshakes Mm. Uh, you know I like to get like a nice big hearty meal I like to smoke a little bit of weed kind of wind down um you know, clean off, shower. Usually when I'm like with my scene partners, I have a lot of fun like showering together after the scene, just to kind of like wind down and kind of like recollect and be like, that was so much fun, how are you doing? Like, you know, Um, so yeah, my wind down is basically just like food and weed and.
0: (laughs) Are you (laughs) uh, you a cuddly person at all?
1: Yeah, if I find people who are into it, you know, I'm I'm very, like, touchy-feely, like, let's cuddle, let's, like, have that moment afterwards, like, let's chill out. I just want to, like, trace your body and, like, you know, breathe together and kind of just sit in that energy of what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when I find people who have that same kind of, like, aftercare need, it's so nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> when they get it, you know, and there's that mutual chemistry of let's wind down together and kind of you know come back to the real world i i it's it's so essential you know it it really is you sound so fearless in mm-hmm. sex like like you really are so fearless when it comes to trying some very extreme things and and you know exploring it further maybe seeking out curiosities i uh, i i myself am curious is there anything about sex that maybe scares you a little bit or anything that uh you know, around the act of intimacy that maybe you're not as confident about? Hmm. And you can say no. I mean, I believe it. <laughs> you know what? It's funny.
1: I am. a. I have slight I'm super, super nervous around uh, women, mm. anyone who's not a man really like I uh I'm really weird and like awkward and like I get really shy which is crazy because people watch me on camera and they're like dude like you just did a gangbang with seven dudes and I'm like I know but she's really pretty and I can't make eye contact with her because she's just so cute like I have to like touch her vagina now in the video okay like is that okay (laughs) so I get really really nervous around women like
0: flirting with them and I don't know. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I love that because like you're this, now you're this giggly, you know, adorable person. And we can see that's some sincere shit right there. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. I'm working on the confidence with it. I'm working on the confidence of, um, you know, having intimate moments with women and showing it on camera and like not being so performancy with it and being more so like, let's just have fun and explore and uh yeah trying to work on that trying to
0: work on oh, my nerves yeah oh it's <laughs> so real though oh it's so hot I love that talk to me about interacting with fans online and on your platforms uh, you know how involved do you like to get with uh interacting with them
1: like somewhat involved um yeah you know, it's hard to get super, super involved just because there's so many fans and so many people that it's like, I don't have the time or energy realistically, Mm -hmm. but, um, I feel like I'm decently interactive on Twitter. Um, you know, I, my thing is like, if someone makes me laugh, I don't really care who it is. Like, I love that shit. I'll interact with fans all day. If they say something funny, (laughs) I'm like, that's hilarious. Um, you know, I stick to a lot of interaction on OnlyFans. That's, that's you know, the kickoff. It's like, okay, you're paying a your subscription to be here. So that's where I mostly talk to people. Mm. Not so much on the social medias, but I'm like, hey, if you want to chat with me, like I carve out hours specifically to chat with people on OnlyFans. Um, you know, so I'll do that. Uh, I I do Instagram lives here and there when Instagram allows me to go live. Yeah. Right now I'm in Instagram jail.
0: <laughs> what an endless battle that is, huh?
1: Never stops. Never stops. Uh, whatever.
0: <laughs> I know that's why. That's why we literally just have to say Twitter, everyone. I, Instagram is is so impossible in so many ways. You can't predict what trends they're going to be seeking out to shut down. You know? Is it? Is yeah. it? flesh in photos or is it certain copy in the comments? Like, what is it? We don't know. We never know. So you're just on alert, walking on eggshells on that platform.
1: For me, I think it's specifically a skin showing thing. Like I can post stuff fully clothed, but if enough of like a leg is out, they'll flag it immediately. And literally every time I have to, uh, you know, like answer back and be like, this was a mistake. There's nothing in this picture violating the guidelines. And like more than half the times, they'll put my stuff back and be like, oh, we're so sorry. We wrongfully flagged you. And I'm like, yeah, but this is happening to every post. Like, you guys just automatically flag every post now because I have a little bit of my thigh in it. Like, I think it's picking up on my skin at this point and um, flagging me as sexual solicitation, which I'm like, That's weird. I just posted a cute selfie and, you know, said I didn't even like say go to my OnlyFans. I didn't say anything. I just posted a cute selfie and something that's like sexy, but I'm still covered up. And they immediately were just like,
0: nope. It's like they, they, they're they they're assuming a persuasion in your eyes that's saying, buy my content. Right. A persuasion in your eyes that's saying, I've got a new clip and you want it. Like, bitch, none of that shit is, none of that was intentional. I just want to put a nice photo out. Right, that's all I wanted
1: to do. I felt pretty that day. I yeah. wanted to I'm fully clothed. I made sure it was censored. Everything is fine on it. But Instagram, you know, they... They're weird. They pick. It's not ch- our.
0: It's not our playground anymore. Okay, like that's. It really
1: what comes It really isn't. I'm like for now. Like Instagram to me is just a place now where I can like keep in touch with friends and post like completely not. I mean, safer work content. Like Instagram's yeah. just gonna have to be for like cat pictures and, you know. Look at me drinking my drink at this restaurant. And like, fingers crossed, they don't flag either of those two.
0: <laughs> like, is that a bodily fluid? I don't know for sure.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh God, I feel bad too. Cause like, you know, I'm finally starting to get like more followers on Instagram and people are starting to notice me. And I'm like, whoa, this is the most followers I've ever had on Instagram. Sorry, you guys, you're gonna get weird memes and cat pictures. That's literally all I can give you guys at this point. <laughs>
0: So, Avery, you've got all of this momentum behind you right now. You've got the agency behind you. You've got an incredible career just waiting for you to come seize it. um, And and you're doing this actively already. I'm curious to know what you want to be famous for. At the end of the day, at the very end of the career, what do you want to be known as in this business?
1: Um... Okay, so this started out as a joke, but it's kind of not a joke. I want to be known for being everyone's favorite porn star's favorite porn star. Uh, You know, I want people to be like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with this person. And they're obsessed with her. You know, I want people who've been around for forever to, like, notice me and be like, oh. Who's that? Like, I kind of just want to like come in guns blazing and be like porn stars, favorite porn stars.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> incredible. That, that speaks volumes of your own respect for this business and your admiration of, of this industry. I mean, yeah. bravo, bravo. So Avery, for everyone who's watching and has now fallen madly in love with you, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Oh, uh, I'm on Twitter, Avery Jane XO. My Instagram is AveryJaneX, um, and then of course OnlyFans.com/AveryJane. Super easy. Um, OnlyFans is the best place to actually like chat with me, uh, you know. But still, so I keep up with Twitter a lot. I'm on Twitter all the time. Twitter is my favorite because Twitter lets us live. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, yeah, I have my uh my own website, like my exclusive membership website which is oliveveryjane.com so i'll answer messages there too and that's kind of where everyone gets like the bulk of all of my like main produced content where you can kind of just like watch all of it um you know exclusive photo sets all that good stuff but um yeah i'm pretty active about on the socials and the only fans
0: oh It's just been such a treat. You're wonderful. You're exciting. You're vivacious. I love it. And everybody else watching, make sure you get in touch with Avery Jane. This is now the theme song, all right? I hope everyone watching and listening enjoyed this uh, intimate and fabulous conversation with Miss Avery Jane. Thank you so much. All the way uh, from New York City, here for The Schmooze, I'm Laura Desiree. We'll see you next time. (laughs) So how did you like learning all about Avery Jane? Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Talk Naked Podcast. Remember to never miss a moment. All you have to do is like, favorite, or subscribe to the channel you're listening to us on. And why not get connected with us on social media? All you have to do is follow our Instagram account at Talk Naked Podcast. We'll see you back here real soon.